heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome aboard, my fellow Americans. Malcolm at eight, the voice of a nation. If you asked a hundred patriotic Republicans who's enemy number one, they'd probably say George Soros would come to mind. If you asked a hundred leftists who their hero is, who might come to mind? George Soros. It's about how you size that guy up, isn't it? You know, every time that name is mentioned, I've heard it so many times over the years, I I really half paid attention. I thought, how bad can one can't be? You know, I mean, it's only a guy. I mean, unless he's got some powers of Satan or the Antichrist or something else, what is he exactly, you know? Maybe he does. Could be part of that, I don't know. I've seen pictures of him in red with horns. That might be part of it, I don't know. And he does list the list yet of uh, of people who classify him as a demonic leader, if you will. And a, and a lot of it's because his agenda is, you know, the, the Open Society Foundation. You know, and, and the truth be told about it, a lot of his agenda is not hidden. It's put out there in the light of day. So in that sense, some of it is open with the fact that he, they kind of say what they're going to do. And then they sort of do it. Now, of course, the political leaders and the elite in our country, friends, they just, you know, they feed off of this thing at, at the at the trough. You know, they feed off of this thing, the left and the right. I'm saying it goes with the red and blue fight we have here in America. It's all for sport, in other words. But how, but how much harm can a guy do like this? Well, we're seeing a lot of the harm now, aren't we? When you see the kind of money he's thrown around, you see his influence in, on in elections is primarily number one. I mean, there are two things I'm going to call Soros out for. It's the influence in American elections that he really has no damn business influencing. He should stay the hell out of it. That's that's one thing, right? It's the influence in uh, American elections. The second thing is the influence in a civilized society, in law enforcement. In our district attorneys, what right does he have to go into there as well and support all of that? And really, this is what happens in a society like America. You have, you know, you have less rules. You have people who can do what they want to do. Even people who live in other countries who have a lot of money uh, can do that as well. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the fruits of that right now happen. So what's happened right now and why Soros is a big conversation is you've been following this. You know that he's just gifted a ton of money to his son, Alex, or uh, Alexander. Uh, Just given a lot of money to Alex, the son. And uh, Alex says he's a danger. He's a bit of a danger to freedom because he says he's 100 times worse than my dad. Now, these people already know they've gotten under the skin of a lot of people. They, They already know they've done that. So, you see, they make statements like this. Why would he say such a thing like that? The son. Right? Why? So well, I'm I'm a hundred times worse than my dad. You know, I'm I'm that much more political. You know, how much more damage does he want to do? Right? And uh that's that's part part of what I, I see is the problem of what we have to look out for, you know. 
The other thing is there's been a whole series of meetings with the uh, the, the younger one, Alex Soros, who now has got a $25 billion empire and a whole lot more at his fingertips, by the way, to do harm uh, in our country. And you ask, why does a guy like that or a family like that want to do harm in our country? Well, <laughs> I guess you'll have to draw your own conclusions, friend, when you see that all roads seem to be leading to a globalist takeover of all civilized countries. Western democracies are in trouble. Western, uh, Western civilization is in trouble in, in all countries. The existence of Western civilization is, is, uh, it's at a breaking point. It's at, it's at a stressful moment. So all of these visits, he's had, as I, as I read here, about 17 White House visits the kid has had and the family meeting with, you know, Chucky Schumer, of course, got to get him in. Of course, Adam Schiff, the usual idiots they're meeting with in Washington, the Biden uh, cabinet and the, the people who run the cabal there, the ship. Um, it's obviously not uh, Joe Biden, but, the, the, you know, the people who are running the, uh, the empire there, you know, are, are the ones who he's meeting with. And there are other things that are interesting about this this kid and claims that he's making as he takes over the empire and is an influence of why we need to be looking at this uh, with open eyes and understand what we have here. Um, he makes no mistake about boasting of this election interference, you know, which really plays back to really it's been happening for a long time. But 2016 was a case of that. 2020 was a big case of that. 2022 was a case of that. And it's ongoing, and 2024 will be a case of that. You know, a lot of this was done, even the parts that they, that they did legally with ballot harvesting and all of that that was done in the light of day. Or the remember, Dinesh D'Souza did the whole film on the mules and all of that. You know, all of the... Um, I mean, it's corrupt. What may not, whether it's legal or not, is questionable in a lot of these markets, but they did it, and a lot of it was done under the guise of COVID. Uh, it was done where people, you know, they rested their laurels and the barriers and allowed uh, fraud to run free, uh, freely or ways to. And, and, and fraud is a tricky word. Sometimes it's just manipulation. It's the manipulation of the system. You know what I mean? Or the, the voting system or whatever we have. Many times it's that. So but Republicans have to be careful because then they're called out on every time they say the election is fraudulent. And they sound like you're well, just a little crybaby. And that's the way the left puts that out there. Well, you're just a bunch of little crybabies because you didn't. No, no. Just the left is better at playing this game than the right, you see. And I always get a kick out of that because the right always says, well, we do things the right way. What is that supposed to mean when you're losing the race? You know, what, an eye for an eye, you know, fight fire with fire, potentially. Well, I've seen a piece so a few weeks back here. And it was a very accurate piece where Donald Trump came out and said, well, you know, Republicans need to start to embrace ballot harvesting. Here, here. I read the piece enthusiastically thinking, well, now, OK, now we're getting somewhere. Better believe it. Let's do that on every street corner. We'll get our mules out there. And, you know, there's a there's a, a lot of that, though. And he, he finally recognized the fact that and, and Trump is that sort of character because, he, again, he's a New York construction worker. That's that's why Trump offends everybody, because he fights fire with fire. That's what he always did in the boardroom. You know, he, he has no problem with that people. And a lot of the people like a Nikki Haley, she's not that kind of a person. She's not going to fight fire with fire. Wouldn't happen. 
I mean, not, not that I, do, I I like Nikki Haley. So I could not do it like or dislike. I mean, I'm just using that as a, a, a preface point here. That's all. That doesn't mean anything. Um, Same thing Ron DeSantis. Would he do that? He, there's still a lot of unknowns with DeSantis and how he would govern. Frankly, I can't sit here unequivocally and say, oh, it's going to be this or that. I don't really know. He's never been president of the United States. He's been in Congress. He's now a governor. But we don't really know. It changes when you're taking on that sort of establishment, as Trump found out for sure. Now, one of the things with Soros is he has the 65 project. You heard about this or not? This is quite fascinating. Plays a lot into this narrative and conversation we're having. And it's a mission to take out down all attorneys who legally challenge election fraud. Uh, This is, you know, this is real. I mean, they have a whole Twitter feed here. Uh, It's a bipartisan. I I love it when they say bipartisan. Don't you always love those terms? Well, it's bipartisan. (laughs) Marge, I got a couple of uh, rhinos here. Makes it all bipartisan. I got like, you know, 95% jackasses, donkeys, you know, which are jackasses, of course. We got 95% jackasses and we got a couple of rhinos, you know. So that's what it is, right? So you've got the jackasses and the rhinos get together and... It's bipartisan. Makes it makes it more. It makes it sound nicer. You know, it's a bipartisan effort to hold accountable lawyers who engage in fraudulent abuse of the legal system to overturn election results and fuel insurrection. <laughs> and there's a whole lot to that feed. It was interesting reading that Twitter feed, by the way. So he, who is Soros? Well, he's this, friends. He's a top right on his site. I'm looking right now. He's a top political and advocacy donor, spending billions on campaigns think tanks, startups, and nonprofits to promote his agenda. Well, then you have to ask, what's his agenda? For real. And and, and, when, and when you ask that question, you have to be careful who you're asking it to, because most Republicans, they immediately foment to the mouth, and they start lying about it. They really do. They lie about, I mean, do we really know what his agenda is, what he has said and didn't say about his, I'm talking his real agenda. What's his agenda? Not just fomenting what his agenda is, making stuff up, which a lot of people do. But what is his agenda? Now, he spent over $18 million on political campaigns affiliated with the Democratic Party in 2016, $24 million on left of center super PACs over the last few years, $7 million on Hillary Clinton's primary PAC. This is on his website, people. This is not, they're happy with this. They're proud of this. This is not, I'm not reading your propaganda here. This isn't on USA Today or or Fox News or CNN or one of the propaganda sites. This is on his own site he's boasting about here, you know? He's probably all over this with Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's obviously Satan reincarnated there. That one is. So uh, that kind of tells you a little bit of what his agenda is, I guess. I guess that's a little bit of fomenting, but, you know, whatever, you know? And I'm looking at all his stuff and his uh, uh, associations and everything. There's a whole bunch of it on his site. It's an interesting one here. You just go to his site and you'll see it all there. It's quite fascinating here uh, with George Soros. But now Alex is uh, really the uh, the, the problem. And uh, and the 65 Project. And, of course, they're pro-abortion. They're, pro- they're pro-everything that patriots would be against. You know, they're pro-everything that... Many would qualify as an evil agenda, but that's what they're pro. So what does that make them? Well, I guess you have to call it. If if, if Satan had a, a, his disciples, and he does, 
this would be, he would be at the table there, clearly, right? I mean, the son would be and the father would be, the family would be probably, I don't know. I don't know the whole family, so I really shouldn't say that because he may have some good people there. I don't really know his family. Uh, I barely know mine these days. But uh, in any event, you get the picture here. I welcome in, friends, uh, to the voice of a nation here. And uh, wow, we're going to take this on today, this uh, kid here, Alex Soros. Sounds like we need to do a little uh, uh, venting here, and uh, we'll talk about who this family is and what he's about and how we push back on this, the evil that uh, is uh, being pushed over here onto the American people here. And of course, as always, our political elites are too stupid to figure it out, both the left and the right. The jackasses and the rhinos uh, combined to make a real hefty lift here in America. Stay right there. More Voice of a Nation in just a moment. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back into the Voice of the Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. And, you know, I just call it as I see it. I call it as I see it. I was never really, uh, you know, I was not part of the George Soros uh, fan club or club that was worried about Soros. There are people on the program today that you'll meet that were far more concerned with him years back than I was. Uh, I frankly wasn't paying much attention to the Soros dude, frankly, but I heard a lot of it all the time. But I thought, you know, whatever, man, you know, I figured we had enough problems right here to worry about in our homeland to be dealing with without worrying about this capital in Hungary here, whatever he's doing. But the problem is, uh, you see what I just shared with you in the opening sequence of the broadcast. He is a problem. And the problem is it's the influences into our political class. And, And that is where America becomes its own enemy. America, red, blue, divide, division. Uh, We really do become our own enemy. And it's a sad state of affairs, and I continue to say it. Our framers warned us of this day, people. They warned us of this day. That it was always going to be an inside job. Now, there are outside influencers influencing the inside job. not saying there's not, but it is an inside job just the same. And they were right. (laughs) And historically, here we are right at the altar of truth, good and evil, and the fight in the year 2023. 247 years almost into this uh, experiment. Just a few short years away from celebrating 250 years as a nation. 
as a people, as a we the people, as an experiment. Can these people pull it off? Well, they did it for a lot of years. They did it for a lot of decades, but they pulled it off. The greatest generation saved the world many times over. When it mattered, they did pull it off. And now we've gone astray from many of those principles that uh, governed this nation. The federal government has become a behemoth. It's become a, a runaway. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's a bad scene. You know, no matter how much you love government or not, it's out of control. Call it what you want, but, uh, you know, think about the fights and the Revolutionary War and all the way back to the fight, went back into the, when they thought they needed a tea party to freshen things up a little bit. What do we need today in today's world? The problems are that much more complicated. They're much more interwoven into society. And it's a society that is technologically on steroids, you know, and that makes it even that much more complicated. In other words, we're further down the road here. Yeah. When you look back into the horse and buggy days to where we are at today. Now we're talking about AI infusions and people taking over the world. And what's it going to look like? People are thinking these are the end times that we're coming to the end, that it's, it's all there. I didn't know if that was going to happen in my lifetime, frankly. I kind of thought not, maybe. I figured that's why God had me here fighting the fight. I wasn't sure it was going to be in my lifetime. But and who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe uh, let's get to Steve on. Steve, Dr. Steve Latula to uh, opine on this point here, Steve. Uh, uh, this um, interesting point about Soros and people reflected on him as an evil cat that he is, clearly, and the sun now. And all of that. What do you make? I mean, I, I don't imagine we're making too much out of it at all in the country. But, you know, I, again, I see this being run by jackasses and rhinos. I don't know how else to put them. If you're going to call the Democrats the left, the leftism, progressivism, not Democrats. I mean, correct myself, not Democrats, Steve, but leftism and progressivism, then you really are talking a bunch of jackasses. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. And that's their symbol, the donkey, the jackass. So it's perfectly. But isn't that the problem in the case? And then they sell us out the red and blue divide and where we're at. I mean, isn't that part and parcel of the problem, the inside job when Soros plays into that narrative? Am, am I on to anything or what? Uh, Malcolm, you're on to it. You're, you're striking a nerve with me because Alex Soros, I believe, is and, and I'll call the, the Democrats and the rhinos the uniparty, if you will, the, the ones that are really presiding and making all the wrong decisions for America is what I identify and define as the uniparty. And I really believe that they're just going to kind of ignore Alex Soros. And I think that is a grave, grave mistake because Alex Soros is a despotic uh, tyrant who has a vision for global rule. And the real dangerous thing, the real most dangerous thing is that Alex is in what I call his glory decade. You know, the, the 30s are the, the decade when we all think we can conquer the world, except that Alex really intends to do it. And he means that literally. Um, and he has told us what he plans to do. And we are absolute fools if we choose to ignore his warning and choose to continue to straddle the fence and say we're at war, but we never fight. Yeah. Well, maybe you're dealing with uh, Republicans who are weak need uh, and they never fight back. And, and they don't, well, they don't fight the way Donald Trump fights, Steve, for sure. As I said, 
I, I seen that article with Trump and I, I just nearly flipped and he said, well, it's time to, for the Republican Party to embrace ballot harvest. And I said, hear, hear ye, hear ye. I'm on top of that. Well, How would you like to go at it? You know, see, is that wrong, Steve? No, it's not wrong. I mean, we if we insist truthfully that we are at war and I would suggest, oh, yes, we are, then we need to determine what are the rules of engagement. And as you said, we must fight fire with fire. We can beat them at this game because, you know, you talk about all of the IT, all of the new technology we have, and we are so handicapped by all of this. But I'll tell you what, the real Achilles heel for any enemy is human nature, and that can never go away, even though they tell us that we can. You know, we're just a bunch of hackable animals that can be turned into machines. You know, that's one of the, the big lies that they tell us. We can conquer these people. We have to just decide how must we do it? What do we have to do? to preserve our country, to take back our free republic. If we never get to that point, we're done for. Right, right. So let, let's ask Wallace the same equation here. Um, Wallace, how do we how do we fight back with, I mentioned Trump, I mentioned the ballot harvesting, uh, but there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things in the arsenal they used uh, in these last elections that were, uh, again, fraud is a, some of the stuff is legal, in fact, that they did. In fact, a lot of states and legislators, they changed the rules of engagement right up to the end. And they made it as legally that it could be. And even if it wasn't, they still did it anyways and went along with it. And who's going to call them out at that point? Is it a time the Republicans do exactly that and they take it on if I fire with fire or whatever that means? Well, that's kind of a scary thought when you think about it. If we start doing the same kinds of things that Democrats do, then we stop being a country of laws and become a country of whoever can wield power the best or whoever can cheat the system the best. And uh, at that point, the American Republic is gone. So we're kind of in this weird place where uh, we have to use their tactics if we want to take our country back. But in using their tactics, we give up the possibility of ever bringing our country back. Well, we become not a republic, but some kind of a right-wing empire rather than a left-wing empire. It's empire either way. We are witnessing very potentially the end of the American Republic. Uh, and this is why as far back as in the Obama years, historians began referring to the United States as being a post-constitutional republic or post-constitutional society, rather, the post-constitutional age. I think we have to look at it for what it is, and I think we have to realize that uh, if we become them in order to defeat them, then while we might be a better version of them, what we are not are representatives of the rule of law or of an American republic. Okay. We have to make the election a true a true election again. All this all this this fraudulent bullshit has to come to an end. Yeah, no, I I applaud what you're saying there. Uh, you'll give the opposite side of that conversation, but you're you said some interesting things. We're going to be an empire either way. It's either going to be an empire on the right or an empire on the left. So do we go down with that, or do we push back at that? Back to playing the game. Let me bring on an interesting voice here uh, at the moment. Uh, Karen Schoen joins us here. Uh, Karen is an educator, uh, a teacher, dean, patriot. Uh, she's uh, I mean, great background in all of this. She's also the host of the Prism of America's Education uh, and uh, here on the uh, platform of America Out Loud. Karen, I just want to go right to it and ask you, you heard a couple of strong opinions here uh, from our team here as to how we uh, play this thing. I kind of, Wallace brings up a good quandary, like, okay, but, you know, if we're going to be a civilized society and play good, but I think we're past that stage, frankly. I think the goody two-shoe thing of the Republican Party has run its day. And this is my 
personal view, I don't, he said some really important things there, but I think it's run its course now. And I think you have to fight fire with fire. And I agree that I'd say bring everything on they did in 2020. And let's, uh, at this point, Karen, if you ask me, and I don't know if you ask me, but I'd say double it up. Whatever they did, let's double it up. You want to ensure victory for patriot patriotism. That's where you got, am I, what, what do you say to that point, Karen? Well, one of the best ways to beat an enemy is to take their plan and follow it and change the outcome. And unfortunately, we don't do that uh, on the right. And In other words, hold on, you're saying change the outcome. Hold on, you, you got me going change here. The outcome. You're saying change the outcome from what the interesting conversation that Wallace just said, where that's that. You're saying there could be maybe another outcome. Absolutely. There's no reason if a state says we're going to do ballot harvesting, let's use that as a horrible example, but they're going to do it. So it's legal in that state. Therefore, we should be doing ballot harvesting and we would be changing the outcome instead of it being a, a, a Democrat communist outcome. It would be an America first outcome. Um, our problem, I believe, is that understanding where George Soros is coming from is really the whole battle. And I remember, I think it was in the early 2000s, he did an interview, and I believe it was with Chris Wallace, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, at this interview, uh, he was talking about how he destroyed the English pound, which he did. Um, as uh, he sold it short and the English pound collapsed and was no longer the reserve. I currency. remember this. I remember and this. Yeah. He yeah. collected a billion dollars for his effort. Yeah. And some, uh, the commentator said to him, my goodness, you're like playing God. And he said, I am God. And that's the problem. So he has a God complex. His God is Satan, but that doesn't make any difference. He still believes that he believes that with all the money that he has, he can now gain all the control and all the power over the world because it should be made in his image. After all, yeah. he's God. He's the one with the money. Okay. So Alex that we're looking at then just becomes the son of God. So he can do the same thing. So I thought you were going to say son of a bitch, but you said son <laughs> of God. Okay, that makes sense. Well, son of Satan. If Soros thinks right. he's God and Alex okay. is his son, then Alex grew up thinking that he was the son of God Yeah, because uh, Soros has an ego, I think, right. that is even bigger than Trump's, if we can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's a good way to put it there. Uh, but uh, Darren, uh, the Alex, the kid, he says he's 100 times worse. He says he's going to he loves political stuff. He's way more political than his dad. Says he loves this whole thing and wants to infuse. And, and he come right out of Reddit's backdrop, even more some of his comments. And he talks about really everything that is progressivism, leftism on steroids. Uh, they're all about that. Uh, and so, so this Alex, he's a problem. Oh, he's, I believe he's going to be equally as bad, if not worse, than his father, because their ideology, which is everything, they rule based on their ideology, and that's a Marxist ideology, which says the government controls everything. You will have nothing and be happy, and we will control the world and be happy. And this is what they set out about to do ever since the United Nations came into power. That was their goal. That was their original goal. And if you look at the United Nations, there was a woman by the name of Alice Bailey, 
And she was the one that did a lot of funding of the United Nations through her trust, which was called the Luciferian Trust. That was the name of it? That was the name of it? Yes, it was the Luciferian Trust, and they worship Lucifer. And if you go to the United Nations, which I did many times, there are many signs indicating on their artifacts, Lucifer. (laughs) So this is where this group is coming from originally. So why would you think they would be changing? It's a wonder you get so ripped up about this stuff. Every time I hear you, you, this is like you eat the stuff for breakfast, Karen, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you I know, I know. And I'm always thinking, you're like an encyclopedia with this topic. And I thought, well, this is really your thing. This is what you always talk about. And uh, I always, I wasn't really sure uh, sometimes how bad it really was, but I guess it's, uh, you know, it's worse off than I thought, actually. Yeah, it's worse off than I thought, actually. And and the eyes really open when you come through the last couple of election cycles and the influence of all this. Uh, Let me bring Arnetta in. Uh, I just want to get her voice into this mix. We can uh, shake it up a little bit here. And Arnetta, we're talking to Karen now about um, this. It says the sun's that much worse. Everything I see says exactly that, uh, that he is going to be that. But but I I do think that, uh, you know, we, we have these conversations about George, and I've been hearing his name come up so many times over the years. And they always talk about, you know, him in such a way like he is a god almost, you know. And I think, but... But we don't fight fire with fire. They, we let these election, elections get ripped off on us. And all the Republican, the Repu- you know, I look at the Republican Party as whiny, whiny little bitches, really. That's what they remind me of, you know. They whiny, whiny, whiny all day long, but they don't ever take matters into their own hands and and fight back. And I think we have to do that. I mean, I think it's time. I think Trump's right. It's time to put this, if you really want to save the union and save the republic, as Wallace was saying, there's, there's a way to do it. What do you say to that? I think Americans are failing to believe. Uh, they can't fathom it. They can't imagine it. But the Soros thing, he is the representative of this group of billionaires who do, they have total control. They have everything in life that one would think they would be happy with, but they're so not. Are they bored out of their minds? So, is, that, is that part of it? I, are they bored? Well, uh, I think I, it's more than that. I think when <laughs> someone has ultimate power, or they think they do, right. they equate themselves. They, they become monsters. And monsters who then look at themselves as gods who are beholding to no one and nothing. And anyone in their way is just... Um, has to be destroyed for them to reach their godhood. Uh, Karen described it totally. They truly believe they are gods and above everyone and everything on this planet. And they choose to rule the world and to destroy it. We don't have to equally destroy the world to stand against them. I don't believe that if we did use the same tools they're using, we do it within the law, but we do have to tit for tat, stand against and use the same. Unfortunately, we don't have the war chest. I mean, just alone, they've raised, a few months ago, I saw $9 billion to focus on this 2024 election. Who, who's they? Who, who the you? progressives, the progressives, the Odemeyers, the Omidyar, sorry, the Soroses, the Bloombergs, 
all of the billionaires. So in other words, you're saying they're doubling down now to come for victory in 2024 is what you're saying. Absolutely. And yeah. they and their focus are the red states. Yeah. Nine yeah. billion dollars focused at the red states. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let me let me let me move it. Stay right there, Arnetta. Let me move it along here a moment and say there's a, she's you hear the money that Arnetta puts out there. But then the other thing is, uh, what's the technical component of this? Uh, technically, you know, I've been seeing uh, you probably I'm sure you're seeing as well, uh, folks out there, um, all of the uh, attacks that are happening. Uh, t- technology I'm speaking about, the uh, t- technology text, the Internet attacks, the things that are going on, the infrastructure this is something that I've I've been I've had plenty of sleepless nights on this point here um, that I, I just I think that's what's going to happen. I'm afraid that one day we're going to wake up and we're not going to the power is not going to be on and we're not going to have access to be able to hear or communicate with anybody on the Internet anymore. And that, that is my fear that I think. And, it, it's, and there are many ways that reasons and many ways that can happen. Some of them we've talked about on the platform here, some we haven't. But the infusion in the technological world and in the internet and electricity and just the basic fundamentals of our life that would alter it in ways that you, I couldn't possibly, you couldn't fathom right now, friends. I mean, it would drop us back to the 18th century almost immediately, but in worse situation because we don't know how to live or defend ourselves in that environment. So we'd, we'd all become sitting ducks, basically. And I'm seeing a lot of stories now about the infusion of that, it's kind of where I'd like to take it a little bit now and talk a little bit more about that and, and how the Soros fits into some of that, if they do it all. And uh, so let me reset the stage here for you and uh, welcome you again into the broadcast here under the voice of a nation. Now, listen, uh, we're on every day here, 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, on the network and uh, Monday through Friday. And, uh, you know, this was not a mission this program wasn't uh, an exercise it it uh, was something we uh we uh was desirous of us to make a difference out there and that was the point of this broadcast so i want you to help us get the word out there and share this and next time you come on join us here bring five friends with you please uh always bring five and i don't even care if they're left of center or independence moderates we love those people the left of center tell me bring them too uh, tell them this a, a voice, a place for freedom, a, a place for voice and a, a place for uh, liberty and justice for all. And you found a place that exists just such as that, where open dialogue is is welcomed and discussed freely. And it's right there at America Out Loud. That's what I ask you to do here. That's that's the important part of the mission here. So also remember, we have that new part of the site, AmericaOutloud.shop. It is tremendous. And when you go there now, there are special incentives. And you're going to find there's going to be extra incentives in that place. As we ramp this up now, you're going to find more incentives that we've negotiated with our curated sponsorships, our partnerships, if you will. And you're going to be able to get all those things in there to have a healthy lifestyle. Uh, But it's important. Uh, The nasal hygiene has been a great product out there throughout the COVID. But even now, with all of the viruses, influenza, problems, colds, all kinds of things, all kinds of strep throats and issues with the the track there. This is, uh, you know, one of the the ways to fight that back is nasal hygiene. Uh, Some interesting products going on there. But uh, Cofix Rx and Clear are two products I can recommend highly. They're both in there. We these are all uh, curated companies we've dealt with over time, uh, and we believe in the products. Um, the Clear XLEAR, you can get any uh, pharmacy, grocery store, what have you. It's a well, it's a great brand. It's well known, a wonderful company. 
And Kofix Rx you can buy online or in some stores as well now as well. They have a multifaceted approach. Uh, the online, you can uh, just go to the America Out Loud dot, uh, dot, uh, shop and you can get it all right there. Uh, you can... Um, See, you know, see all the see see all the things. I had to check and make sure I gave you the right address. It is dot shop. For a minute, I had a a brain fart. They call it. I thought I, I hope that was the right site. It is indeed. I just checked it. Microlaw dot shop. It's brand new, so this is why I'm uh, still learning it myself. But uh, anyways, we've got some interesting things going on. Check that out as well, friends. We'll join you on the other side on the Voice of a Nation. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. So back with you here, Malcolm at 8, the voice of a nation. And uh, so we're talking about the Soros plan, and I introduced some of this technical. Uh, uh, you, you've been seeing some of the attacks in the past days and weeks uh, and some of the uh, issues. And there's some concerns. We don't know all the story yet because they're not letting it all out. But there's something else happening right now uh, in some of our uh, agencies, government agencies, the bureaucracies. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are we prepared for that thing, number one? Number two, are we protected, uh, you know, and how are we fighting this back? And uh, and you have to ask those questions, especially when our the political class and the bureaucracies are so distracted. And they're so distracted right now with stealing the country and all this election business going on that you almost wonder what they're, you know, if they're paying attention to the job that they're there to do. I mean, that's a real problem, a real crisis there uh, at, at that point here. There's a story with uh, you've, you've been seeing this a little bit here. Uh, let me let me ask you, uh, Steve, you you're writing a little bit about this technical um, this infusion. Uh, let me I don't know if this is a gap you can bridge or not. Is Soros hands in some of this? And to what do you know that it is or isn't? And to what part of some of this uh, this nasty stuff going on uh, technically? Malcolm, you know, we've seen Alex already state point blank that he intends to block all conservatives from the Internet so that they have no access to it whatsoever. So this is censorship. He said that, you say, right? He said that? Yes, he said that. And, uh, you know, there's been uh, talk recently of some sort of Internet apocalypse. And if you when you think about apocalypse, you know, everybody thinks about, oh, the end times and things like that. But apocalypse just means something that is hidden, that is to be revealed. So the left always seems to tell us what they're doing. The evil people, I believe in their pride, want us to know how they are going to terrorize it. And as you said, we're already seeing 
this happen. We have seen cyber attacks now. Yeah. Uh, we have seen what is called the, the distributed the distributed denial of service (DDoS), and that happened well, uh, recently. You know, well, we had. Let me insert, Let me see. We had them here in America out loud last uh, week. Uh, we had a DDoS attack over the course of two days. Uh, it kept coming at us. We've had them over a period of months now. They're periodic, and it's a horrible situation. And what they do is they overload the server and the system in such a way. It's very ugly. And our people have, and it's, I get so frustrated with it. And our tech team, they push back at it and push back at it. In fact, people were sending messages in and saying, Hey, man, I'm getting notices. What happens is our folks have to double down on security and then they have to, you have to press a, you know, you have to sometimes type in a catch a code to get in or you got to do other things to get in. And some of that stuff's annoying to people. But oftentimes, Steve, we don't have a choice because the system's been overwhelmed. And in order to keep the bad cats at bay, we just have to fight back aggressively. It, it, it's not good, you know. It's not good. It's not good, and it's not easy to do, Malcolm. I mean, you, you asked, how do we how do we fight this stuff? Well, it's extremely hard, but we have to accept that is this is the nature of cyber warfare. We need to get better at it, at, at not only defending our voice so that we have free speech, so that we can get the truth out to people. But um, we need to go on the offensive somehow. And we just never gotten to that point to take on the enemy, to be better at them uh, than they are themselves. Yeah, I'm all about that point you just make right there. I just think we got to be smarter at this thing. And we have to now uh, really fight the fire with the fire. Wallace, you're a technical guy. I mean, you have a good technical mind. These DDoX attacks are real that Steve's just talking about that I've mentioned. I mean, they're real. I mean, I know because I've had them here. You know, back at the infancy of America Out Loud, um, the first year, we're seven years old now, Wally, so about a year in, uh, about the six-year market, Father's Day, uh, right about this time of the year. Actually, <laughs> it was right about this time of the year. Huh? Deja vu. And I woke up that morning. It was a horrific day. Oh, God, I hope this. Uh... <laughs> and it really happened. And um, they uh, somehow got into our sites. They had done some things. Uh, anyways, we were, I, mean, I don't want to say too much, but uh, the site was uh, littered with uh, Arabic language. And it was a group out of the Middle East who we defined what had taken place. And we were, um, they did a bit of damage before we could uh, fix and recover. And uh, it, it was definitely an uncomfortable point to be in. This was in the early days of America Out Loud, actually. I was quite distraught at the point. I was ready. To, I wasn't sure if I was going to throw the towel in. I was very upset. The damage they did and the cost and the effort that was put forth with all the hard work we had done was very unsettling to me. I mean, really was. And I was sick to my stomach. And I almost threw the towel. I almost said, I don't need this. You know, I'm like, forget, you know, I almost did, man. And something drove me not to do it. Something said to me, you cannot quit now. you got to just stop your baloney. And, and I, I managed to, went through a tough few days trying to fix the problem. And we did manage to do that. And then over the years, we've had a lot of these DDoS attacks. Now, we've become a regular frequent, um, uh, uh, you know, a candidate that they go after and try to nail the coffin down. Uh, it's a real problem moving forward. And I know we're kind of playing with that a little bit and talking about Soros. But what do you think about these DDoX attacks and how we fight back? And uh, technically speaking, we're in trouble. Well, you're in my wheelhouse now. I'm an IT guy professionally. So, I mean, this is this is exactly in my wheelhouse. Uh, one of my degrees is in networking and tech is in uh, network technology and topography. So you're right in my wheelhouse. Uh, denial of service attacks, distributed denial of services attacks is just getting a whole bunch of what they call bots, which are little programs on machines all over the all over the world. And they all just choose a target and start sending traffic at that target. 
And what happens is they overload its ability, its capacity to 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 access the internet. And there's it goes down until that traffic goes away. And there are ways you can protect from it, but that's really not the threat going forward. The threat going forward, Steve alluded to, what they're going to do is they're going to marry uh, AI and they're going to marry that with the technologies and the hardware that are used to route traffic along the internet. So you're going to see AI as a censorship tool at the internet, at the internet backbone level. Uh, finding conservative content and then just refusing to distribute it along over. You know, the, the internet is a giant network. And if you can figure out what packets traveling over that network relate to conservative content and just take them off, that's what we're heading toward. That is possible. And uh, I, I would not, I, I would be surprised if we don't see that. It won't be available well, for this election. But isn't that the same thing Twitter's been doing and 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 uh, Twitter and the Google, Google did no. after the 2016 election? Isn't that similar? No. No, very, very different. What Google and Twitter and Facebook and all of those do is uh, they censor at the they can censor their own content because they have the servers that host it. But imagine if rather than trying to say, okay, Facebook is going to run algorithms and censor content based upon those algorithms. Imagine taking an AI and just setting it loose on the world that could interact with all of the hardware devices that actually send the data from machine to machine, server to, to person looking at it, server to server, just all over the internet. You get to, into the actual network itself and you find a way to, uh, to, to through the use of AI, just to take all of the packets from that have conservative content and, and just make them go poof. You just don't let them, one router cannot send them to another. They well, I would popped. say to you, that's. I feel that's already been happening to us. I don't cry about it or whine or anything else. I don't have time. I fight. i fighting forward. But I've, they've been shadow banning and censoring America Aloud from the early days, and they've certainly been banning and censoring me. It, it's been a commonplace. I don't put a lot of um, uh, effort and time into worrying about social media. I, I just think it's a it's a it's a lose lose game. I think it's important uh, some of the work out there being done, but they've been you know you know what I'm talking about, Wallace. They, they've been doing that right along to us, right along. Well, they've been they've been censoring content, sure, but they're going to take been censoring away your us. ability I'm to about have us, a website right here, right here. Well, they're going to take away your ability to have a website. They're going to take away your ability to text people. They can take away your ability to to go to, to use to utilize Google yourself. You're they saying can, that's the can, next step. You're saying absolutely. They can yeah. simply erase yeah. content and yeah. erase people from the yeah. internet. Yeah, I, I think there's something to that that is very concerning. What, what, what does anybody know? Back to Soros' involvement in this, uh, it funded. Steve, is he, are they funded in this a lot? I mean, do we know that to be true? I mean, I know that comment was made about. He says, well, back to what Wallace just said. He says he will block all conservatives from internet access. Uh, yeah, uh, right. I mean, so. They're in on the game, I guess, Steve, I guess, right? Well, I think they are, Malcolm, but, you know, do we have hard evidence for it? I don't know of it right off, other than this little Alex Soros has $25 billion to play with. He has stated his intent. He has made contacts with all of the demons who are capable of doing this. So to say that he is not involved in it directly um, is just pure foolishness. We cannot be that naive. Yes, I'm convinced he's involved in it. And uh, if we don't have all the hard evidence right now, we're just not looking for it hard enough, not looking in the right places and not acknowledging what is coming, whether we like it or not. Aaron, how much of a problem is this? And what? And what's uh, well, other than the obvious, I mean, they're, they're, this is not going to be easy to stop is what Wallace and Steve are saying. So what do you say to that? 
it's not going to be easy to stop, but I believe that part of our problem is that we refuse to face it. What is the goal that we are trying to achieve? What is the objective that we're trying to achieve? If you ask any Republican, what are they trying to do? Oh, take my country back. Oh, follow the Constitution. No, that's not the answer. The answer is to win. If we don't win, we can't do anything. So we have to put our priorities straight. And the use of the Open Society Foundation is what Soros uses, and would be Alex or uh, George, doesn't make any difference, but it's what they use to fund many of these programs. Uh, they are hooked on, since they have the money, they're hooked on power and control. They don't need the middle class. They could hate the middle class. They do hate the middle class because the middle class of America is an examples for the rest of the world. And you can't have somebody in Africa saying, I want a house like they have in America. So they have to level the playing field. And that's what open society does. They contribute to hundreds and I would even imagine thousands well, of little NGOs that right. do well, nothing. Some people think destroy. that's a good thing, by the way. Level in the playing field and this whole equity diversity conversation. There are a lot of people out there who think that's a good thing. Um, you know what I say to them? You first. Yeah. You do it first. Well, if Let you have nothing, you though, you would go first in that kit. You see what I mean? <laughs> if you have shit, then that works perfectly, right? Right, right. Um, well, that's socialism. Any doubt whatsoever that Alex Soros is not connected with this um, funding of just fraud elections. He was an outstanding member of the um, World Economic Forum and the Native Young, the NATO Young, you know, Young Bucks, and his he's grasped this and totally believes in doing whatever is necessary to win. Their motto is win at all costs. So absolutely his money's tied to it. Yeah, Klaus Schwab and uh, and uh, George Soros are two of the architects of Agenda 21 also. Let's not forget that. And let's not forget that the target date to bring Agenda 21 into play is 2030. That's coming up soon. That's only two elections away now. What, what is, is it, 2032? What is it? Uh, Agenda Twenty One. That is, uh, that's that's the project where we're going. Oh, yes, to, yes, I know what it is. Yeah, you you probably heard of that. Most people, yeah, I think everybody has. <laughs> but most people think that thought it was a conspiracy theory. Didn't really pay any attention to it, myself included, until all of a sudden you start looking at. They're implementing it right in front of us. I mean, they're not even trying to hide it. it well, was, that's part of the problem. You know, a lot of this stuff, Wallace, is just not practically thinking. It doesn't sound practical. So you you were in the same boat, I think I was, in the fact that we didn't believe a lot of this stuff. And uh, so in the face of it, you kind of laugh it off, but it's happening. It's happening. And now it's happening. We can watch it right in front of us. It's happening in real time. Yes, it is. And, you know, if our objective truly is to win, you know, we're talking about military strategy here. We are facing an enemy. And until we identify the threat and then target the threat directly, how do we do that? Whatever it takes. When, until we have that mentality, we will forever be victimized and we will not win. We will be the losers in this war. And, and that's a, just a hard, cold truth that we have yet to face as Americans. And it's all about the money. 
Uh, look what's going on in Florida. The peninsula is being destroyed because the developers are building on every postage stamp available. And what are they doing? They're trying to create 15-minute cities, which means everything that you have will be within a 15-minute walking uh, distance. So you won't need a car. You won't need a uh, transportation, everything you can, that's a jail. If you take a, a radius of 15 minutes and make a circle around it and you can't go further than that, then we're committing to putting ourselves in jail. How stupid is that? So we've got to be able to separate who are the good guys and who aren't and vet the candidates with real questions like, do you know what Agenda 21 is? Because most of them have no clue. And this is the granddaddy. This is the plan that they are following. They just give it different names when we learn about it. And there will be nothing other than regional councils that will dictate whatever the dictator determines. Yeah. This is the ideal mm -hmm. that the Soroses want to create. And they want to do it with only a billion people. Yes. Uh, oh, so they, oh right. The, in other words, the 90% population decline. The, there's depopulation was another word I never paid much attention to, Wally. You didn't either back then, did you? No, I didn't pay attention to it until they started tricking kids into sterilizing themselves with puberty blockers. Then it's like, okay, I wonder what the intent of this is. Oh, well, you want to reduce the agricultural output by 90% also? Okay, the number 90% seems to be coming up a lot, doesn't it? Right, right. So eventually you have to look at it and say, this is staring us all in the face. We can see what they're doing. They've told us what they're doing. Anybody can do a Google search on Agenda 21, find the original UN treaty, download it, and read it for themselves. And then when you read it, just say, what on this have they actually accomplished over these? Oh, check. Oh, check. Oh, check. Oh, check. Eventually it's like, okay, but this is what we have to stop. This is what they're doing. And then you start getting to Steve yeah. Latulip. We're at war. It's about time we recognize it. Yeah. It's about time we start acting accordingly. Yeah, and that's right. And, and the bigger problem is that this stuff sounds so crazy when you hear the conversation right now. I mean, think about it. It sounds so crazy, which is, I think, part of the problem. It's part of the intent here is what it is, friends. It is part of the intent. So we, we tend to think that none of this is real because it's whacked out. It, it's, it doesn't correlate to a any sort of a life we've lived in or we've experienced or we grew up in our nation. Well, let's face it, we've been spoiled here in America. We've been spoiled. And we've had a certain way of life. That's why everybody wants to get here. This, but this was this was the land that was founded by the people. We, the people, it was discovered by the people. And that, that makes all the difference right there, you see? And, and that's why we've got this battle right now, which is really an epic, epic battle that's taking place right now. It's an absolutely epic battle that we're in the point of fighting right this very moment of time. And uh, it's uh, as, as I start to see the connection now of things, and I've listened to the group here talk, and you think about all these things. It's funny, a lot of my similarities were thinking the same thing that Wally would think of over the years. He and I would have thought the same. I never thought they hate him much of it back then in the day. I thought, I don't know what the hell the Republicans are smoking. I mean, something's up, man. I, I just didn't subscribe to a lot of that thinking. And uh, but it, the proof now has been pushing forward. And uh, now our key here is to wake people up totally, get other people engaged in the process and understand that, again, the United Nations, you go back and look at the agendas, as you just said, as Karen was stating, and you start to look at you connect the dots a little bit here, people. And they put it and as Steve said, just go look back at that stuff. Now, I mean, and all this stuff was right in the congressional record. So this communism stuff back in 1963. We've talked about that many times. There's a whole list of those things that a lot of our hosts will bring up from time to time and talk because 
when you back to the checklist, you come back to that list, 1960, it was right into the record, it says, check, 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 check. And you say, what are we again? A, a constitutional republic? A what? A who? A democracy? What is that exactly? You know, that's what they've done. They've been very successful in uh, checking those boxes and coming down the road, which is why, as I always say, it's out in the light of day now. There's no more in the closet. That's why the whole agenda, the evil agenda is out in the light. That's why they lift up their shirts on the White House lawn and, hey, look at me, Ma. I've got body parts where I didn't have them. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then the, the, the doofus president comes out and says, well, you're all made in the spirit of God and likeness of God. And you're God. I asked Alveda King that on the weekend on, uh, on Viewpoint this Sunday, this message about the God statement. I said, the president said this. She was stunned. She didn't remember exactly that. But I mean, she was I think she was a bit stunned at that uh, point of view. He said, we see who you are made in the image of God. I guess it depends upon what kind of an image you have. But if your image is of that, you have a warped image. So you think about that. Right? And now you see what they're up to. It's evil. It's evil, but that's evil. I mean, there's no way to look at this. And I'm practical. I'm a very practical, open-minded person. But I mean, we are in a war here. Exactly what this group has talked about here and the way that they've talked about it, it is a war. It is a war for the nation. It's a, it's a war for our, our salvation. It's a war for our souls. It's a war. It is the most heinous of wars that we've ever seen. Some of it will be fought technologically, uh, as was pointed out here on the broadcast. It was an interesting uh, segue of that conversation, but it's an important part of the conversation because it's going to be taken over some things. That's why I see a lot of this conversation. I want to slow it down. I'm going to get back to the old days of uh, and one day. You ever go try taking a piece of paper and pen or pencil and sign your uh, right in cursive your name. And see how screwed up that sounds, how weird that feels. If, you, if you're not doing that a lot, it feels weird. Like, does somebody handwrite a check anymore? Like, what does that feel like? I don't even know. Like, really, though? You know, I mean, cash, who does cash anymore? Right? That's all in the digital world. It's where they wanted you. Now they got you there. You're all in the crosshairs of the so-called internet. The internet might have been the, uh, the devil's best invention, Oh, but it did so much good. Yeah. How much good did it really do when they shut the lights off? Well, that gives us some food for thought, friends, for sure. Uh, but uh, again, fight fire with fire. See, whatever they do, let's do back twice as hard. Kick them right in the backside, right where it belongs. I'll put my money on that program right there. Thank you. Fight fire with fire, an eye for an eye. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.